Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey, everybody. What is going on? Today is Sunday. It's the 11th of March, 2018. Let's go ahead and get our contact info out of the way. Then we'll jump in with the show. I do have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. If you would like to send an email or record your own audio and have me play it for you on the show, the email address is firearmscafe at gmail.com, all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. Over on the website, there are buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There's also a donation button if you're ever so inclined. On a little bit more of a pleasant note, before we have to get into some things that are a little distasteful to talk about, I have been doing a little bit better with Instagram, and I've been able to put some photos. So if you go over to the website, which is firearmscafe.com, you can click on the Instagram thing. It'll take you right over there, and you can check out some stuff. I had planned on doing a video and maybe getting that uploaded to YouTube, but it didn't work out this week, so... I still have yet to do some of the upgrades, but I'm hoping to be able to get some of that stuff done this week if it works out. Well, let's kind of jump in with the thing that's sort of on everybody's mind and what's being discussed, and that is what kind of gun control measures are we facing? What's actually coming down the pipe? Uh, What do we think is actually going to be, once the dust settles, what's going to be our new regulations, what's going to be the new reality for us? And I did get some feedback that deals with some of that stuff. So I wanted to go ahead and we'll probably read some of those and then we'll, we'll do some of the discussions because a lot of the stuff that uh, I, the, the feedback I have kind of dovetails in with some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about with today, talk about with you guys today. Excuse me. Also, I've looked at a few news sources and this stuff was updated as of yesterday. Again, it's hard to know what is true, what's rumor, what they're just sort of printing. Uh, you know, I, I don't know with that stuff, but at least I can kind of read out some of the things that, uh, that are out there and we can kind of look at some of the different views. So the first bit of feedback that we got was from Isaac and he writes in, Trump has really disappointed me, but remember Trump was a Democrat before he started running. Plus he was against guns. A long time ago. So keep up the great job. Thanks. And that again was from Isaac. You know, and that is a valid point that he, Trump does come from a world, a very liberal world, where even if you would be considered conservative in New York, probably in a place like Arizona or Texas or Utah, you would be considered probably a middle of the road uh, liberal. Uh, Again, Isaac, thanks for sending that in. Um, and that is some food for thought. Now we also got some comments from Jeff and Jeff is out in Texas. He's got several points. And so what we may do is kind of, I don't know if I'll just go through the whole email and then kind of talk about some of those points or if we'll just sort of do it as we, as we go down the, down the, down the line, so to speak. All right. So Jeff writes in, Hey, Tony. I just wanted to leave you some feedback. I usually send you a message on Facebook Messenger, but I know sometimes you said you have issues where you don't get the messages. 
Now this is true. So this is going to be our first aside, I guess. Maybe we'll do it that way. Facebook is very oddball. Sometimes I get it. Sometimes people send it and it sits there and I don't get the notifications. Um, the absolute best way if you want to get something or get a hold of me or get something uh, to be on the show to put some feedback out there is to go through the email. Uh, I pretty much check that all the time and I try to at least send you a response back. Sometimes I don't want to just send a response that says, oh, hey, thanks. I want to maybe talk about some of the stuff, but uh, generally I try and at least acknowledge that I got the uh, email from you. Oh, and speaking of that, somebody did send in a voicemail. Now, I don't know if it's legit or if it was maybe a robot or something like that, but if you did use the voicemail and you're like, well, how come that didn't get played? I got the thing from Google Voice that said, hey, you've got a voicemail but it was just dead silent. So I don't know, maybe if somebody had their phone on mute or again, maybe it was just a robot and it just happened to auto dial that number. I don't get too much through the, through the Google voice. And generally it's because you can usually record uh, stuff on your phone and it's, it's, it's way better than would, would get through Google voice anyway. But anyway, let's get back to Jeff's email. So he writes in first thing on Trump, I was never convinced he was good on guns. He is a liberal dude from New York. Even the conservatives there don't seem too gun-friendly. I figured he was just saying what he had to say to get elected. The only person I supported that Rand was Rand, and he means Rand Paul, and he was out at the beginning. When it came down to Trump versus Hillary, he just looked like the lesser of two evils versus her, and so far has been, even though he hasn't been good. If you set the bar low enough, almost anyone looks better than Hillary. We probably got the best we are going to get out of Trump in a Supreme Court pick. If we get lucky and get one more good pick out of him, that's probably the most gun owners are going to get at this point. But I am also not one of the people thinking he is outmaneuvering people. I think he just spouts off whatever comes to mind. And at the end of the day, something else shiny catches his attention, and then he's on to that. So let's talk a little bit about that stuff. I think probably he is right, and I've talked about this before on past shows, that at least we've got a decent Supreme Court pick. At least we think we do. We kind of have to wait and see what happens when some stuff actually comes up uh, before the Supreme Court, and we'll kind of have to see how the new guy uh, rules. And I think, what was his name, Gorsuch or something like that? I don't remember. Anyway, supposedly he's supposed to be, uh, again, maybe he's not 100% pro, but at least he's not anti-gun when it comes to that stuff. So, Also, on another side note, I think I read something that Justice Kennedy is maybe going to be retiring, so there may be another pick that Trump gets. It depends on who he's going to want to get. It depends on the fight in Congress and all that other stuff. But if he puts somebody else in there, that at least is not a anti-gun person, then at least we're still status quo. Now, there is uh, Ginsburg, and she, I think, is in her late 80s, mid to late 80s, so who knows whether she'll retire or try and stick it out, but she could very well go. All of Most of them are older, and so either they could decide to retire or they, you know, could something could befall them health-wise, and then they could be forced to go out. Uh, you know, it is one of those things where 
sometimes I think with the Supreme Court that it shouldn't be a lifetime thing, that maybe it should be a 20-year appointment, and then once you're done, you're done, and that's it. Uh, so that you don't get people who are maybe just hanging on and hanging on, and uh, maybe they don't have quite the mental faculties to be there. Uh, so anyway, another interesting thing with the argument of it's better than Hillary, and I understand what Jeff is saying, and he's not really using this argument now, but he was saying that at the time. And so I think that's a valid argument for you to say, well, at the time it was at least it's not Hillary, you know, that type of thing. Anything's better than her. And that's true. But when we see Trump doing a bunch of this wacky stuff and doing stuff that is seemingly anti-gun, we can't really use that argument of, well, at least Hillary's not in there because we've had Trump for over a year. So when you're doing that, at least it's not Hillary, you're kind of engaging almost in fantasy type stuff. Because again, that's not the reality that we're faced with. That's not what we're dealing with. So it doesn't really do any good to play a what if game uh, just to sort of make yourself feel better now that he's kind of trampling on us here a little bit. Anyway, let's continue on with Jeff's uh, email. That being said, you had raised the point on an episode or two ago about people ready to throw bump stocks under the bus. I am not convinced pro-gun people are. What I am seeing is more people saying the issue is already lost. So if we're going to lose them, can we trade them to actually get something like national reciprocity? It seems like we aren't going to get anything. But again, it may be an issue that is lost. It is also probably an issue that can't be enforced in the era of 3D printing and thousands of them out there already. So with the, with the bump stock stuff, it does seem that Trump, that's what he wants to get done for sure. Uh, and we'll talk about this stuff maybe a little bit later when I read some of these articles that I'm going to read to you guys. I do think, though, that some people do have that attitude of, well, it's lost, it's gone anyway. I am kind of of the same page with Jeff is I don't think we're going to get anything for it. Uh, it's not like we're, we're going to trade one for the other. I, they're pretty much gone. Jeff continues and says, I don't believe too much else is going to pass, mostly because of the midterm elections. I think the Democrats' big fear is that they sign on to some bill and then it dies in Congress because the Republicans don't want to move it. And then they get hammered in middle America for their votes. I have seen some things saying that Schumer isn't real keen to push a bill right now because of midterms in gun-friendly states. And you know, that could be the case. I don't know. I almost see that that's a little bit of what some of the Republicans are doing. They seem to be thinking that unless they do something that they will get hammered, which I think is kind of the opposite of what they do, but I think they think that the gun issue is so is such a toxic thing right now and they need to be seen as doing something and so that's why we're seeing oh what is it florida their governor signed off on a deal saying that uh, you're going to have to be 21 to buy a long gun now and we may see that come come to pass in other states i don't know i don't know if that does happen whether or not that stuff will be challenged in court. I think a lot of this stuff is going to be challenged in court, but we'll again, we'll talk about some of this stuff here in a little bit. Continuing with the email. As for the Google and Facebook type stuff, 
most of the people working in those Bay Area companies are extremely liberal and hate people who aren't part of the coast and liberals as well. So for a libertarian uh, anarcho-capitalist like us, you have to ask if you really want to do business with them or send money their way. I would suggest that maybe you would want to consider not using Google and replace their search engine with DuckDuckGo, which doesn't track you and they don't hate you. I personally tend to use Bing search because they pay me to use their search engine. Bing rewards mean I get about a $5 gift card to Amazon about every other month. You could drop Gmail so Google can't mine your emails. I recommend ProtonMail here, which is hosted in Switzerland and gives you much better data security. Then you won't be giving Google the opportunity to advertise to you in your email. Another thing people need to consider is hosting their own content. I run my own website, do all the encryption and SSL with Let's Encrypt and manage the SEO to push it up in all the search engines. It's only text, so it's pretty easy. But at some point, people may need to consider hosting their own video content instead of going to YouTube. It is harder to get your site discovered, but once you get traffic there and coming back to you, you control it. If you're getting traffic via Facebook and they change their algorithm, all of a sudden your traffic goes up in smoke and you are back to square one. The ads on YouTube are sort of the same situation. It's much easier to rely on them to throw you some money, but then if they come along and decide to demonetize you, you're screwed. An alternative is you can develop an audience and sell ads yourself in your own videos. And that could be either product placement, products in the background, or on clothing that you wear, to cutting your own commercial segments in the middle of your videos. Now, YouTube won't be able to take that away from you. So again, it seems to me where people go wrong is using a free service, and then all of a sudden the terms change, and they find out they have built their audience on a platform they can't control. The anarchist in me says build your own platform and control your audience. And uh, you are already, to me, he's saying you're already doing this with your podcast and website. And that would apply to other people that do that stuff as well. He concludes with keep up the great podcasts. I always enjoy them. And again, that's from Jeff in Dallas. So, you know, that brings up the point of most people are so used to using YouTube, using Facebook, some of these other places that when all of a sudden they do come out there and they do kind of wage a campaign against, especially, you know, gun people and to a lesser extent, maybe some conservative and libertarian sites when they start saying, well, no, we're not going to allow that, or you're violating our terms of service, what do you do? Uh, a lot of those people, I'm not one of them, because I don't, I don't make any money really off any of those things, uh, but a lot of people do, and they're getting their incomes cut in half or, or in worse. A lot of the gun channels are, if they're not getting shut down altogether, they've been at least been demonetized. And a lot of people went over to Patreon, and I'm not 100% sure on how Patreon works, but I don't see that you would really be safe on that platform either. What's to prevent them from tomorrow or next week or next year saying, ah, you know what, we're not going to have any dealings with anybody that has anything to do with firearms. We just don't want the heat. So again, I don't know. I don't know enough about hosting, how that stuff works, like doing your own personal uh, hosting service, that type of thing. And I think that's going to be a barrier to a lot of people. And maybe it's one of those things where you just uh, ultimately you sort of just have to 
learn how to do it, or you have to maybe try and uh, maybe that's an opportunity for somebody out there to actually get a pro gun hosting service and say, Hey, you can, instead of going with, you know, GoDaddy or this or that or the other thing, let's form our own type of thing. So, uh, now, you know, one thing that I was kind of wondering about, and I haven't really delved too deep into it, but I was looking a, a lot of the videos that I watch that are gun related. I'm trying to go over and watch them through full 30. But with that, I, I thought, well, what if somebody wanted to, was just starting out and wanted to try and throw some videos up on there. And I thought, well, do they have a thing where it says upload or apply to join, but I couldn't really find anything. And again, I didn't really look too hard. And what I may do is send a, send them a message, contact them and say, what's kind of the procedure and then report back to you on that. And again, I don't know all the inner workings of full 30 or if it's a thing where you sort of have to be invited to it or that type of thing, or maybe you apply to it. I don't know. Now, getting back to the thing about that Proton Mail, I may give that a try. That might sound interesting. Uh, I have been using a new browser called Brave, and that blocks out a bunch of stuff, and it uh, keeps ads from coming in there, and it doesn't let third-party cookies track you and this other stuff. So I've been using that for a couple of days, and it seems to work out pretty good. So again, Jeff, thanks for sending that stuff in. I really appreciate it. Lots of good points. We did get a little bit of thing from uh, Thomas the other day. And let me see if I can find it here. And he was asking a little bit about, uh, he had some kind of stuff that was more just for me, but then he was also, he kind of had a by the way type deal. And he asked that I have an opinion on the CZ527. And I don't know anything about that. I've never shot a CZ or even, I don't think I've even held one. Uh, but maybe some of you guys out there do. Uh, if you have an opinion on that or you think it's good, bad, go ahead and write in or send in some audio and let us know what you think. All right. I had talked a little bit before about that I was going to read some articles about what seems to be the kind of the latest news that we're getting. And most of this stuff was, again, updated yesterday. So this first one that I'm going to read is going to be from The Hill. Now, again, I don't know how accurate this stuff is going to be, uh, but this was updated as of yesterday. And this stuff, of course, is all going to be under fair use, uh, so there's no copyright infringement or anything. So again, this is from The Hill, and they write, President Trump plans to unveil a proposal on Sunday that would encourage school systems around the country to allow armed staff on school premises. And this is saying the Wall Street Journal reports. So this is the Hill reporting on what the journal is saying. According to the journal, the plan will signal the president's support for two bills currently in Congress, as well as setting up a commission to identify grant money for school systems to find that find a way to issue concealed carry permits to some staff members to help guard against school shooting. Goes on to say there's basically one bill is uh, improving the NICS system and authorize $50 million for school safety improvements. And then they're also, I guess what he's also doing is he's ordering the Justice Department to consider a measure that would ban bump stop, bump stock weapons as part of an existing ban on machine guns. Attorney General Jeff Sessions said, quote, President Trump is absolutely committed to ensuring the safety and security of every American, and he has directed us to propose a regulation addressing bump stocks. 
Uh, the article goes on to say that um, the article continues to say that Trump has signaled rare GOP support for gun control and that he also stated that some of you people are petrified of the NRA and you can't be petrified. He also uh, stated during a cabinet meeting that Trump vowed that a ban on bump stocks as a legal item in the U.S. was almost finished. Quote, bump stocks are just about finished from the standpoint of getting the legal work done, Trump said. And if we go and we look at Newsweek, we say that this was on the 10th at about 2 p.m. So this was updated for them. And it looks like uh, the Trump administration took its first steps to ban bump stocks on guns through regulatory action on Saturday morning. The Department of Justice submitted notice of proposed regulation to clarify the meaning of machine gun in the National Firearms Act and Gun Control Acts and includes bump stock devices and that federal law therefore prohibits their possession, sale, or manufacture. And then uh, we get the same quote from Sessions about... Trump directing them to do something about bump stocks. And then it says, uh, it goes on, talks a little bit about what bump stocks are. And then it says, Session said he would go ahead with the rule despite protests from Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. It claims that it does not have the authority to enforce the rule, only Congress does. Once approved, the rule will be open to public comment for a period of time, typically between 30 and 60 days. That comment is then considered in the final draft of the proposal and once approved becomes a rule the Department of Justice governs by. The proposed rule change is a response to uh, the shootings. Uh, and then they give a little quote from Trump. Bump stocks are going to be gone, the president promised in its aftermath. Uh, let's see. And then it gives a uh, kind of a little bit of a blurb on, on Friday, Governor, Florida Governor, signed a bill into law banning the sale of guns to those under 21 and banning bump stocks. Now, of course, the state was immediately sued by the NRA, who claimed the law violates both Second and Fourteenth Amendments of the Constitution. So let's look at our final one, and let's go over to the Wall Street Journal. It says that uh, this was updated around 7, about 8 o'clock yesterday. So it says the White House is expected to release a plan on Sunday, which I don't know if that means today. That would urge states to consider raising the age to buy certain firearms and would recommend that states allow school staffers to carry concealed weapons, according to White House officials who have been briefed on the proposal. Responding to the shooting deaths at Florida, uh, Trump's support for banning so-called bump stocks, which allow certain firearms to fire rapidly. As machine guns, the official said, the U.S. Justice Department said Saturday that it has submitted a regulation to ban the devices, making them illegal to own or sell. The White House plan comes in the wake. Okay, they're just kind of restating the stuff that they just said in the last paragraph. Uh, so let's skip down. The plan would signal the president's support for two gun-related bills being considered by Congress. The official said one known as the Fix Nix bill, which is designed to improve background checks for gun purchases a measure that has run into hurdles in Congress. The second, known as the Stop School Violence Act, would authorize $50 million a year on school safety improvements, including violence prevention training for teachers and students. Trump's policy would also create a task force to study gun violence and school safety issues. 
and may identify federal grant money that could be used to reward states that find a way to approve concealed carry permits for school workers. School workers, excuse me, the officials said. The officials cautioned that those details haven't been finalized. In recent weeks, Trump has made clear his belief that gun-free zones make schools less safe, increasing chances that gun massacres go unanswered, and part of his responses to armed school staff members, a move that has been opposed by gun control advocate. Quote, a gun-free zone is, let's go in and attack, because bullets aren't coming back at us, Mr. Trump said in a meeting in February. Trump has held several meetings with lawmakers and school administrators, families uh, who have suffered from gun violence, and with executives from the NRA. During the meetings, the president has signaled his interest in a range of options and scrambled the traditional political lines on an issue that has divided America for decades. During one meeting, Trump dashed conservative hopes that he would support a proposal to allow gun owners who legally carry concealed firearms in one state to carry them in the other 49 states. The measure has been a long-sought goal of the NRA and gun owners. He also bucked Republican orthodoxy by suggesting the swift removal of guns from people who are potentially mentally ill. Trump has said repeatedly that he thinks the aid limits to buy certain guns should be 21 years old. The Justice Department said on Saturday that its bump stock ban would amend the definition of machine guns in the National Firearm and Gun Control Act to include bump stock type devices. The regulation must undergo review by the Office of Management and Budget before it can take effect. Um, And then it kind of goes on. We get the same quote from Sessions. And then we get the same quote from Trump again saying that bump stocks are just about finished from the standpoint of getting the legal work done. So those are uh, kind of some just three of the sources I looked at. I looked at some others, but basically they're all kind of saying the same thing. The thing that's most disturbing to me is they're going and using a regulatory route rather than going through the proper channels uh, and going through a legislative a route to get stuff done. Um, if I had to say, okay, what do I actually think is going to happen? Bottom line, you know, rubber meets the road type stuff. I would say that probably what we're going to see is that bump stocks will be gone. They're going to be banned. Those are those are out the door, and you're not going to be able to own them. They're not going to be grandfathered in. There is going to be a thing where you've got to turn them in. I don't think they're going to make them an NFA-type item. That could happen, but I, I seriously doubt it. I think that they're just going to be gone. You're going to have to turn them in. Now, Jeff, had in his email, had talked about with the ability to 3D print them, you know, you couldn't necessarily regulate them. And that's true, but are you going to risk, you know, five to ten years in federal prison by doing that. I know his point is more of the knowledge of it. And so if if somebody actually wanted to do it, they could actually do that. But so I think that bump stocks are going to be gone. I think that they are probably going to, in several states, you're going to see that the age to purchase any firearm will be 21. And it may come down as a federal thing as well, that you cannot purchase any type of firearm unless you're 21 years old. And we had talked about that before on a previous show, what I kind of think about that. 
I do think that there will be a lot of bluster about arming teachers and getting some staff members armed in there to stop a school shooting at the, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to probably say, well, we'll, we're not going to force you to do it, but we'll leave it up to the individual schools. And so that's kind of what I think is going to happen with that stuff. I don't think there's going to be anything where they're going to ban magazines or do any of that. The one thing that I do have concerns with is if they say a, a bump stock type device, what do they actually mean by that? And I think we're going to see probably a lot of, again, we're going to see a lot of legal challenges to, to whatever comes down the pipe. And who knows how that stuff is going to shake out. Anyway, I think that is going to do it for today. I think I will bring the show to a close. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you guys have any different interpretations out there on some of this stuff or what do you think might happen? Do you think there's going to be any political fallout for this? Do you think anybody is going to lose their political, you know, quote unquote seat? They're going to pay for their actions politically. What do you think long-term this is going to mean for Trump? Um, Do you think it's going to ultimately hurt the Republicans in the 2018 election and this midterm election? I don't know. It's hard to say. So anyway, I will talk to you guys next time.